0: Welcome back to In The Soup. In this episode, I got the chance to speak to Jericho van der Wolf, Executive Chef at the HMA Group in Thailand. At only 27 years old, Jericho is already seriously accomplished, with multiple restaurant openings under his belt. We chat about what the pandemic has been like in Thailand, a country with a huge tourism industry, the lockdown procedures that led to literal fights over beer in supermarkets and what reopening challenges they needed to overcome it's super interesting hearing about Jericho's plan for expansion, Thailand's attitude towards delivery, as well as the advice he would give to restaurateurs in the UK and the US. I hope you enjoy the episode. thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Uh, it's a real pleasure to have you uh, on the podcast. Um, uh, to give the, the listeners your full name, Jericho van der Wolf, uh, executive chef and partner at H- HMA. Um, I'd love to get started by you telling us what is HMA and tell us about you uh, and your career so far. Uh,
1: well, thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, my pleasure to be here. Uh, so... Um I'm Jericho, I'm uh, 27 years old, living in Thailand for uh, now a bit more than five years. And uh, I have been working with HMA company for actually five years too. Uh, HMA is a f and uh, management company that uh, we uh, mostly based in uh, in Thailand. So we are developing restaurants and F&B concept in Thailand. Uh, in Bangkok, in Phuket, in uh, Koh Samui, and uh, Pattaya. Uh, unfortunately, since COVID, uh, our uh, development is uh, more focused on Bangkok because the uh, tourism area uh, are actually uh, dead. Of course, there is no more tourists. So, uh, yeah, HME is a, is a, a French group. Uh, most of them, uh, actually, all of the management uh, is French and uh, started... Um, nearly 10 years ago, uh, with their first restaurant in Phuket, I joined the group five years ago, and uh, we started to open Cocotte, uh, Cocotte, which is a, a kind of steakhouse, steakhouse business, steakhouse restaurant. Uh, and from there, Cocotte had, had a huge success, and uh, it kind of opened a lot of doors around, and uh, we started to develop uh, the group uh, in a more gourmet side. Amazing! Voilà,
0: and and uh, that's fascinating. So, so, it's a French group in Thailand. Uh, you originally, uh, you originally grew up in France, and you moved to Thailand at the age of twenty-two. Uh, that's very young. You've you've done an incredible amount for such a young age. Like, what what, what brought you to Thailand initially? Um,
1: yeah, so I grew up in France. I worked in France uh, a bit everywhere. Travel around around the the country and, uh, worked in various restaurants. Uh, and at some point, um, a guy called me, uh, to come to Singapore first to, um, help them develop their F and businesses. And, um, uh, and I was 21 and I was, uh, let's say hungry for adventures. And, uh, I said, yes, uh, nice. it was a bit crazy move. Um, we but like crazy I mean, moves. <laughs> yeah, so that was a bit of a crazy move, but that was actually uh, maybe one of the best decisions in my life because it started uh, an amazing journey. Uh, so I moved to Singapore first for a couple of months, let's say uh, eight to 10 months. And uh, while I was in Singapore, I was developing a concept that I later on opened in, uh, in Bangkok for this company, but which is not HMA, it's uh, another company. Uh, just after i arrived in bangkok i opened this restaurant um cafe cafe concept basically we opened two restaurants and after i moved uh, uh i moved with uh, HMA to open uh, this restaurant so yeah that was a crazy move but that was uh, I, I i used to believe and i still believe that it was a good one
0: yeah uh, yeah that it's very impressive. And, and um, tell me what brought you initially to the restaurant, uh, the hospitality industry, like when, back in France. Um, you
1: know, I, I always been cooking since uh, a young age. Um, very early, I started to be very interested in, uh, in food and pastry. Uh, most of it when I was very young. So I started cooking and but the the fact that the the job the profession is uh it's kind of a tough one. I never wanted to be a professional chef uh so it was more a hobby uh from five years old until my uh sixteen years old I was cooking cooking at home for my uh parents' friends and you know uh for my mom and but I never wanted to be a chef a uh, professional chef uh but let's say uh, school, school was not, uh, was not, we we were not doing uh, great. I was not doing great at school. I was not, let's say, uh, um, my vision of what I wanted to do. So I, I left school uh, after uh, high school. I went to high school. I did two years in high school and then I stopped uh, in the middle of the year and I started um, uh, internship, not internship, uh, apprenticeship in uh, in kitchen. Wow. Wow. That's that's where it started.
0: That's amazing. And that's uh, a, f- a very young age to start uh, to start your career in cooking. Five years old. That's yeah, uh... uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that that was
1: the early stage. Uh, I was not. Uh, <laughs> that was not great food. Trust me, that, that was more uh, kind of an experience for my parents.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure for sure. And, um, and so so at HMA, your, your your role is is of executive chef uh, and as a partner there. And 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 I and you have uh, it sounds like different brands within the, within the portfolio. So, what does your day to day look like uh, being the ge- executive chef of different locations? Well, oh, and it's, maybe it's, we can talk pre-COVID if you can remember that first yeah, yeah, and then we can talk yeah. about what happened uh, after. I, I can
1: remember, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, so, you know, executive chef title as a, has a, it's a facet. Uh, let's say, different facet. Let's say you are executive chef in a hotel. Uh, you will have a very different day than, than mine. Because mine, uh, of course, we are not uh, localized uh, in one building. I have mm-hmm. uh, different outlets. So in Bangkok right now, I have I have three restaurants and soon to be uh, six, actually. We're opening oh, three wow. more. Uh, yeah, we'll come back to that after. Um, and so I will, I mean, my days are so, so different from a day to another. Uh, usually I, I organize my meetings with suppliers. So I organize purchasing for the whole group. Uh, so if I need, uh, to find some, uh, beef rebuy, uh, I will, I'm in charge of this. I don't have a purchasing, uh, department uh, per se. Uh, I organize, uh, menu development, uh, and so everything related to it. So the, the tasting of the dishes, I work closely with my head chefs. Every restaurant have a head chefs and a general manager and I supervise them. Uh, we walk into the costing, the pricing of the menu, uh, if, uh, there is equipment that needs to be purchased, uh, the schedule and the roster of the managers and the chefs I do. Um, uh, it's, it's really a, a big mix of things. Um, it's, it's actually, we, we have, uh, pre-COVID, we have, uh, about 800 employees towards talent uh, through Thailand. Um, but we are still, a kind of small family company, which, it's uh, a big which family. We, <laughs> yeah. We, but which means we are doing pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the CEO is doing a lot of different things that a normal CEO is doing usually and the CFO as well. And, uh, and myself too. And my marketing manager, who's also a main shareholder doing a lot of things. We are, we are. We are all entrepreneurs at some point, so you know when it's your own business uh, if you need to wash the disease you you will do it at some point so that's uh my day today is uh a bit of everything now I also take care of the openings we are kind of fast develop- developing uh, FNB group, so uh, we have a lot of uh, different restaurants uh opening and this requires a lot of my attention uh from I'm the one who's buying, uh, purchasing plates, uh, cutlery, uh, platewares, and uh, and uh, kitchen equipment, new kitchen design, uh, menu, uh, HR, human resource, from uh, to hire staffs and everything. And uh, I have a, uh, I have my my colleague was taking care of the, let's say the the front of the house, uh, so service service team and bar team. Um, so we are we are a big team of uh skilled people and usually that's that's the key of the the success you you can work quick and uh, it's efficient
0: yeah that's that's a hell of a lot of of responsibility from from menu development to purchasing to openings to hr like this is uh it must keep you yeah. very very busy uh, yeah it does it does uh, I'd love to hear. Like you, you mentioned you're going from three to six restaurants. Was this something that was on the cards pre-pandemic? Is it start? Is it continuing? Like I would love to hear
1: how. Um, okay, we had one that was planned uh, before pandemic for February, uh, next February, so 2021, uh, which is uh, uh, the second one of uh, of uh, Mozza, which is an Italian restaurant we opened in uh, in a shopping mall that is uh, very successful as well. So now we were supposed to open next February in another, the, the biggest shopping mall in Bangkok. Very hard to get uh, a location there. Uh, the fact that uh, pandemic happened, uh, the location that we were supposed to take over uh, were uh, available earlier because the the restaurants was not doing well before us. And of course during COVID uh, was even worse so instead of having it for february we get it in november so we're going to open in november i mean uh, we're going to open in november uh we got uh, one after covid uh, another location in a shopping mall that uh, we already in with two other restaurants we get a very nice small location that we're opening a, a kind of a small steakhouse and uh and then the third one uh which is still a secret actually because we signed it a few days ago uh actually it has been confirmed but it's uh still uh yeah um which is a very big opportunity for us because it's uh, it's a rooftop Uh, we are taking over the rooftop uh, five star hotel
0: nice uh, and are you doing a, the steak concept there Or are you doing the 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 Italian uh, yeah there's gonna
1: be there's gonna be a, a cocotte uh, i mean a the, cocotte, yeah. our our brand is uh it's very strong all our restaurants are basically uh moza is moza by cocotte uh, okay. we have cocotte we have uh, the new one leon by cocotte we have uh all by cocotte that's our group h m e is really the holding company but at the end everyone knows us as the cocot group
0: well okay that and and that's impressive in terms of uh, especially in this uncertain time that to keep uh, that that pace going or even accelerating it uh, I, i'd love to hear like how thailand has like how did the pandemic affect thailand and how did the government handle it
1: well, as I said, the the problem Thailand is a very touristic country because it's uh, actually one of the most visited country in the world and so um economy is uh, really reliable on tourism. Uh um we have uh, nine restaurants in Phuket uh and wow. Yeah, and uh, and not many tourists imagine, there at the moment. <laughs> And Phuket is absolutely empty, but when I say empty, it's uh, there is no one there. And There's so have no you one.
0: closed those nine restaurants Then Are they, are they shut at yeah. the moment?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All of them are closed and, and we probably gonna keep uh, half of it. I'm not sure exactly, but some, uh, some have a very strategic location. So, uh, we will be able to keep them and. And to sustain for the next two years, let's say, until the, the tourism uh, start back, uh, some are, are very good locations, so uh, we're not going to lose money at the end, but some are a bit further, and that's going to be hard to uh, to do anything with it. Uh, so we lost uh, a huge chunk of our business in Phuket, uh, in Pattaya, and uh, in Samui. In Samui, we have four restaurants as well. And oh, wow. Samui is a the only moments that they have a bit of people right now is in the weekends uh, a lot of bangkok uh, let's say thai or even uh, expats are flying to samui on the weekend because uh, after covid everyone wanted some uh, some fresh air yes uh, for sure um now uh yeah the situation after covid is uh that's why we are actually focusing on bangkok we are we are lucky, actually, to have uh, most of our customers are Thai. Uh, we have, uh, let's say, 70% of our customers who are Thai and 30% who are uh, foreigners. And uh, the fact is uh, a lot of foreigners are leaving Thailand right now. Uh, either they wanted to go back to their home before COVID or either uh, they didn't keep their job after COVID. That's happening a lot uh, lately. Unfortunately, I have a lot of friends who have been uh, fired uh, in the last few weeks, and I oh, think wow. it's it's only the beginning. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, but everyone was working in a, a airlines company, a alcohol company, everything that's related to entertainment. Uh, they they, are, they will not be able to stay here. Uh, mm. I mean, companies won't be able to keep them, so they have to. Uh, go back to france eventually or europe uh yeah so that's the situation after COVID. now um the good things about thailand they were very strict uh during the COVID. uh means uh we had we had the lockdown but most of uh, a curfew actually we had a curfew uh every night that's still almost for three months i think um Alcohol was uh, banned. No, no alcohol uh, during uh, during the war COVID. So you could not buy alcohol uh, for almost a month and a half. I think that was a kind mm-hmm. of tragedy in, uh, in <laughs> Thailand. I mean, that would be anywhere in the world, I yes. guess. But yeah, that, that so was. So the...
0: so you couldn't buy alcohol to consume in a restaurant, but could you buy some at a supermarket to take home? No,
1: actu- actually every restaurants were closed. So you you had to stay home for, uh, you, we had a lockdown. Every restaurant was closed, only open for food delivery, uh, okay. like my restaurants. But you also during, I think a month and a half could not purchase at all alcohol uh, in the whole country. Uh-huh. Anywhere. So when the, just to give you an example, when the government announced it, it was on a Sunday, Uh, like 2 p.m. and they say that starting tomorrow there is no more alcohol so it was like yeah the supermarket there were a queue of 150 meters in front of them people were fighting over beers and (laughs) and stuff so that
0: was something oh my god and they announced at 2 p.m. the supermarkets mustn't have known either everyone just rushed at them and like emptied their stocks yeah Yeah.
1: but they did it on purpose actually so uh, you know yeah they didn't on uh, purpose. Uh they did it most of it because um in April during 3 days you have a Thai New Year. Uh, 13, 14, 15 of April you have uh, what we call song Khan in Thailand and it's usually 3 days that uh, people drink a lot but like mm. abusively and uh, there is a I don't know the the death rate on on uh, road road car uh, car accident uh, during those three days are up by thirty percent. Just oh, to wow. give you an example. That's crazy. So yeah, so that's why they did it because they wanted to avoid people together together. Uh, but uh, after they did it, they also kept it uh, for yeah, I think a month and a half. A month wow, a half.
0: that's that's quite a long time for for yeah. A lo- you know, people yeah. must have been upset yeah. about that.
1: Yeah. You you are lucky when you are in F and B business and uh yes. my type of business you you still have access to uh <laughs> to some channels. <laughs> but yeah, uh so this, uh jokes apart, helped a lot, I think. Yeah. Of course, uh no in and out of the country. Um it was it was actually very strict wow. because uh if you were married to um a Thai woman for example and you were in uh, whatever in France for holiday uh, and you have kids and you're married for over 10 years with your wife and you're living in Thailand she was the only one with the kids to go back to the country they were really? not accepting yeah yeah any for wow. yeah yeah that that's really strict very strict
0: wow that's crazy and so and, and and do you remember when did that start was that in, in march the, the lot of the the curfew the, when did the curfew start uh,
1: i could not tell you exactly but we felt um as i have restaurants in i uh, n high-end shopping malls that are is very with a high traffic i could feel the covid situation uh Actually, beginning of February, uh, oh, wow. something something that you, you don't had in in Europe, uh, but we are very close to China and uh, Thailand and China has, uh, let's say, uh, economical um, partnership. I mean, a lot of Chinese people coming to shopping in, in Thailand, mm. uh, Phuket, for example, rely a lot on the Chinese uh, tourism. Yeah. Uh, so if you lose Chinese, you lose uh, three million people in uh, in the week, uh, kind of. So and at the end, uh, it affects a lot your restaurants. And we we felt in February that people were going less out uh, mm-hmm. a lot because Asians are very concerned about health. Uh, yep. So they are very careful, and once you tell them that you have uh, a virus that is deadly and can kill you, uh, they will never go out. Yeah, they yeah. Had, they, they will stay home. So the, the the mall was kind of empty. So we felt oh. the business uh, dropping by, I think fifty percent in February already.
0: Wow. So so before they locked down, business was already down fifty percent, mostly driven yeah. by the fact that tourists, in particular from China, were already not coming in. And then and then there was the curfew that was put in place, which meant that restaurants had to close entirely, except for delivery. Delivery was allowed. Yeah, yeah. delivery was allowed.
1: And did you do delivery
0: from all your restaurants or or only the ones yeah. in Bangkok?
1: Uh no for all all Bangkok. We were not doing in Phuket or mm-hmm. others. Uh we were actually lucky to um to do delivery food delivery uh, way before covid in our restaurants in Bangkok. Because uh as you can imagine when when they closed all the restaurants everyone started to do delivery. Yes but even the the Michelin star restaurants fine dining they were doing uh, snacks or you know different type of food in order to to have some uh, revenue the thing was- is if you're not in the business already uh, and you know you're not part of the application with the algorithm and everything you i mean they did it for two weeks and then they had to stop because yeah. there were no others we were lucky to be already in the game uh, so uh so we had uh I think I mean I can just give you a number. One restaurant uh, we're doing approximately one thousand five hundred dollar uh, a day just for delivery. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, and, that's, and, that was quite good to sustain. Yeah.
0: And and compared to like what that would have been pre pandemic, what percentage did that represent? Was that half of your normal sales or uh, double? Double. 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 Oh, okay, double, double. double. Okay. Yeah. The, I mean,
1: ah, no, you, you mean only for delivery or average uh, I mean, sales? Yeah. Ah, no. no, no, uh, no, that's, that's 10%. Not 10% okay. 10%. Uh, okay.
0: So, yeah. So, yeah. so, but that that's a huge amount in terms of deliveries, but it was a, a big, a big for, uh, fall.
1: De, de, yeah. Delivery went up by, by, by at least uh, 50 to
0: hundred percent, actually. Yeah. Well, the, but that's... of
1: course the sales, the sales, uh, the, the, the overall sales of the restaurant were down. Of course. Yeah.
0: Of course, and so did you. So you cont- you continued the deliveries throughout the the the, the lockdown uh, in in yeah. all the restaurants in Bangkok. Okay, and and so uh, now you've re- now restaurants are allowed to reopen. Now we
1: reopened. Uh, mm-hmm. We reopened in uh, in May. Uh, first, uh, restaurants that uh, was standalone, not in shopping malls, so we were able to reopen. Uh, cocotte, but uh, with certain, let's say, uh, measure uh, uh, by the government. So we had to remove tables. Uh, so you had to leave a, a meter and a half between tables. Uh, you have one table, one people, one one person. I mean, that was a kind of a, a mess at the beginning. Cocotte was uh, actually okay because it was not in a shopping mall. So we can. Can manage a bit like we we want, but let's say from uh, 80 seats restaurants we had only 45 seats at the end. And uh, the the alcohol uh, actually we we could not sell alcohol. So uh, people were able to come dinner at 5 p.m. We started to sell at 5 p.m. until uh, 9. But after at 10 you had a curfew, so we were closing and then no alcohol at all. So we stayed at we still like this for a month, I think, until they, they reopened the,
0: the alcohol. So. Okay. And so um, throughout this period, how, how did the government, so, so they put restrictions in place, but did they support businesses uh, by helping like, so in, in the UK, for example, you know, they've put a scheme to pay mm. uh, employees um, and, you know, to obviously reduce taxes for these businesses, etc. Did Did they do anything like that in, in, in Thailand? Uh, no,
1: unfortunately, uh, the only, uh, things that the government did was, um, to pay some of the employees, um, but with, uh, with a cap of 15,000 baht, uh, which is $400, let's say, monthly. Okay uh we decided as a company that we were able to support our employee as much as we can most of the companies actually uh fire them right away they didn't oh, wow. because we didn't know how long it's gonna it's gonna last but so we keep all our employees we pay them 50 percent of their salary Uh some company did 30 some fired them some uh, kept 100 percent. or i mean Big, big hotels, uh, like Mandarin Oriental, for example, they pay their employee a hundred percent. Oh, wow. for, for, for that's month. generous. Mm. Yeah. Very generous. Uh, we did 50%. Additional to that, um, they had uh, an help from the government. Uh, so if they were paying uh, 50%, but the salary didn't reach the $400 monthly, the government was, pay- were, was paying the rest, uh, the difference. Uh, other than that, uh, nothing for uh, entrepreneurs or companies, uh, we didn't get anything from government, uh, only for, uh, only the employees, got something, wow. uh, we were able to manage with our landlords, uh, to freeze the rental, of course, uh, so that, I mean, everyone was doing it, so they could not really uh, say no shopping malls. They also. They also, uh, freeze our rental, which, uh, is very helpful because it's usually big, big rental you know, mm-hmm. in shopping most.
0: And uh, by that su- you mean that they, yeah. they were not taking payments while you were closed. Uh, when you yeah. say freeze. Yeah. And did they, uh, and have they restarted now to, 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 yeah, ask course, for payment? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, since we reopened, they didn't forget to mention. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, no, yeah. of course. And and because um, and, and just give me an idea, like in terms of how your revenue now has recovered, are you at like what seventy percent pre COVID, fifty percent, thirty percent, roughly?
1: Um, okay, let's say that's funny, we talked about it yesterday actually. Cocot Cocot is plus five percent from last year. Right now. Amazing. Yeah. Uh that's that's uh Mozza, which is my Italian restaurant, is minus 5% from last year. But That's last still year amazing. we had a huge, yeah, yeah, still amazing. Uh, no, so we are, we are, we are very good in terms okay. of, uh, business. Now we are back, back full on. The problem is like we, we don't had, uh, active case of COVID in the last 60 days, I think, uh, in Thailand, but it happened actually, uh, a week or 10 days ago that, um, the son of a, a, a consular uh, went, went back to thailand and because he was a, he had a diplomatic passport they didn't really check uh, for COVID. and of course he had COVID, and he was living uh, next to uh, next to the shopping malls that uh, we have restaurants and so he got caught the same night and he said that he, he passed by the shopping mall uh, you know during the day So that was on the Sunday, Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I think we did 20% uh, of, uh, of the usual sales. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's when you see that it's very fragile. Uh, nothing is, nothing is done yet. And unfortunately, uh, uh, in Thailand, we feel that is a bit behind us kind of, but as long as the other countries uh, are still are still in, uh, it's not gonna be the end because still none we we cannot travel. I mean, we could travel, but we have uh, uh quarantine, uh, mandatory quarantine if we come back. I mean, it's, it's nothing. Uh, nothing is very easy, so nothing is behind us as long as the other countries are still in the struggle. Uh, as you can see in the U.S. or any other country, is a bit yeah. uh, complicated right now.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's uh, it's very interesting what you, you've you've been saying there because it's very hard for these countries to think about how do they go back to a uh, to reopening borders, right? Because if you look at uh, Hong Kong, or if you look at uh, Melbourne, uh, uh, they are having second waves, the US that's having a massive first slash second wave, like uh, for sure, like they open the borders, you've had no cases for sixty days, it's you're yeah. you're letting it back in, right? So uh, I, I, I I suspect that um tourism is not something that is going to probably come back in 2020 in 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 Thailand i i think is what they no, probably expect
1: yeah. yeah that that's what we expect we are, we are not expecting uh, anything in phuket for example for at least a year for sure yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. agreed and so t- tell me that the uh, so Companies didn't get really any support. The government has helped employees a little bit. Some companies, you said, paid between, some some between zero fired them up into 100% in the yeah. most generous cases. Like, sh- that is a huge burden for companies to bear. Like, is that something that, um, like, have there been a lot of closures? Like, what's the kind of feeling in terms of, like, restaurants uh, around the country?
1: Um. Well, I mean, there is all types of uh, of restaurants. Uh, there is small restaurants like with, uh, let's say, uh, a guy who opened his restaurants and he's managing it by his own, and every every month he's getting his uh, his profit from it, but he doesn't uh, really keep a lot. Uh, mm. Then I think for COVID he's not gonna survive, unfortunately. We are not really in this case. We are, uh, as I said, small, but we have a, a financial structure that allowed us to, to be able to sustain uh for a few months uh, We have some money in the bank uh, for each restaurant we have a, a safety account as well uh, for any kind of problems. Uh, you know that when you are not in your when you're in a foreign country, uh, especially uh, southeast Asia eventually, anything can happen at any moment, so uh it's better to have some safety net uh, yes. And every restaurant, uh, has a safety net. And we were actually glad, uh, to have one because, mm-hmm. um, of course we, we, we lost money. We lost gain, actually. We didn't lose money, uh, literally, uh, that much compared to other restaurants. Um, but I mean, now I think what's going to happen is that we, we will have a lot of restaurants closure, uh, mm-hmm. soon. Uh, in the, in the coming uh, months. So everyone were able to, uh, to stay alive during this crisis uh, will be even stronger uh, after. Yeah. Uh, Big then. time.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I 100% agree with you. I, th- I think there'll be a smaller market and and therefore less competition, and you uh, and you'll be able to do yeah. well. And you, you you mentioned at the beginning that part of your role was you know uh, handling suppliers and purchasing. Uh, how's the how's the relationship with with uh, suppliers been uh, during COVID and 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 now coming out of COVID? How how are they doing?
1: Uh. You mean suppliers, how they are doing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they are doing, some of them are doing good, some of them are doing very bad. Because uh, unfortunately, most of suppliers working in a, in a credit term um, uh, structure means uh, a hotel will uh, buy from them a certain amount of food and the hotel will pay 30 to 60 days after they, they are delivered. Uh, the problem is the COVID happened. So now I know a lot of suppliers who have uh, five hundred thousand US of uh, of payment, uh unpaid uh, still now, and the hotels are not able to reopen before September or even uh, later. Uh, and usually the last one are uh, to be paid are the suppliers. Uh, you mm-hmm. gonna pay your employees, your and your fixed charge, and then after the suppliers. So a lot of suppliers are not in a good shape. Um, some uh, were able to to have local markets. Uh, some are selling to supermarkets as well. So uh, uh, trust me, they, they they were they were doing well uh, for a while because supermarkets has been uh, crushing it during COVID because mm-hmm. the restaurants were closed. Um, but yeah, I think it's fifty-fifty. People mm-hmm. who are doing import products are struggling a bit and people who are working locally were we're doing good
0: and and so do you think that coming out of uh, of covid in terms of your relationship with your suppliers are you uh are, are, you, are you working closely with them is it hard to get some of the ingredients you were getting before like because obviously trade mm. is 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 affected at the moment uh
1: no actually we can get pretty much anything uh still today uh we had a bit of delayed on uh, oysters for example uh, but actually now you can get pretty much anything uh, the only difference is the price of air freight uh, to bring uh, seafood fresh seafood for example the price uh, went up by 10 20 percent because mm-hmm. the air freight is much more expensive there is less flight so uh, obviously yeah. the price uh, is more expensive otherwise you can get pretty much
0: anything Okay. That's good. That's good. And um so looking a bit f- like further like in the future now like how like what do you think uh, the future of restaurants is looking like? How and, and f- for you guys Kokot how are you thinking about the mix of like deliveries or uh, yeah what 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 does the future look like?
1: Well, it's it's very hard to say because um once uh, I mean as I said, we, we, we are, COVID is a bit behind us in Thailand, but, uh, since the rest of the world is still struggling with it, uh, it's very hard for us to project ourselves. Right now we are, we are, our targets and, uh, and goals are to develop the groups, uh, the, 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 the group HMA, uh, mostly in Bangkok right now. And, uh, for now wait on the, tourism area like Phuket and Samui, uh, and eventually to develop internationally in, in Asia right now. Uh, that's our targets. Of course, now we have to combine, uh, delivery and uh, dining, uh, as much as we can because delivery was a very important part of our business before COVID and now is even more. Uh, and there is, uh, things to, uh, to take into considerations in Thailand and in Bangkok uh, it's the traffic. Uh, There is a huge car traffic in Bangkok. Uh, So if you want to get from a point to another, you have to spend uh, an hour and a half or two hours of of taxi or or car. Uh, So uh, people are getting lazy to go out uh, more and more uh, because there is a huge traffic and any restaurants in Bangkok now are providing food delivery. Uh, so your favorite restaurants, uh, you can get it in a box right now. Uh, which is, which is, uh, a bit, I think weird for European, uh, to, but like Cocotte, we have, uh, just to give you an idea, we sell, uh, stacks, uh, from, uh, $30 until $150, uh, we sell, we have food delivery, food orders, uh, so delivered by a scooter that sometimes exceed $400. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So people so, are
0: having a full fancy yeah. meal at home, like, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and
1: and they, they're fine with it. They, they, order, they order, uh, yeah, a rebuy costing $90 and we deliver in a box and yeah. they, they are fine with it. Yeah. Cause they so want it right. That gives you a bit of a, an insight of what's going to happen that People, they want it, they order it. And if they don't want to move, uh, I mean, you know, sometimes it's great to be at home uh, after COVID, that's, uh, that's maybe not, but before COVID, we were already talking about it with uh, a few friends. When you spend, uh, six days a week outside, like I do, for example, uh, walking around and driving around to visit restaurants from restaurants, uh, on my, uh, day off, I like to stay home and, uh, and, uh, start Netflix and, and you can order from three different restaurants at once and, uh, you know, eat at tourism and then, uh, well, so of course the quality is, uh, is, is not the same, but at the end, uh, you know, it, so, you know, your expectation are, are matching with what you get. You
0: know. And, and do you think actually it's interesting. So, so one is like people buying, uh. You know, high-end meals, having them at home, being like ordering things that they would normally not order. Are you also seeing that because people uh, maybe are not going out as much, are they spending more when they're coming into the restaurants, or are there smaller parties? How how's the mix of customers coming into the restaurant changed?
1: I don't think we had um, we had a huge change in terms of uh, conception uh, from our customers. It's pretty much the same as before. I think uh, we had uh um we had uh, a clear uh, evolution once the government allowed the alcohol to be sold sell again in restaurants. Uh means people order a lot of wines. Um but other, other than that, uh, it didn't really change. It didn't really change after COVID.
0: Interesting. Uh, it, you, you mentioned also at the beginning that part of your role is around uh, menu development, um, it, it, looking at deliveries in particular, how, did you, did you change the menu for Cookout on what you're delivering or how, how are you thinking about that in terms of the delivery? Uh,
1: no, I, I actually, I don't base for de- delivery. I base, uh, the menu on, uh, what I think will sell in dining. Uh, so. Creating a menu in Thailand is actually not not that easy because we have uh, we have a, a lot of different nationalities uh, mm-hmm. in Bangkok, uh, from Thai to uh, uh, British to French, to uh, American to Japanese and uh, Chinese people, and all have a different way of eating and they they like different food. so it's uh it's a big consideration when we are developing menu. But most of it I, I based, uh, I based my creation on, uh, what people will eat in. Now I have few dishes that cannot be delivered, so I just don't put them on the delivery menu.
0: Simple as that yeah okay cool um so a lot of our listeners are are based in the uk and and the us and uh you know southeast asia as a whole is several weeks and months ahead of of where where we are today uh you know having you've you reopened to eat in 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 may you know in the uk for example it's happened in July. Tell us, like, how has your thinking changed? Uh, you know, looking forwards now, like, how, how? How? What advice would you have for yourself? You know, three months ago, in terms of, hey, we should have done X. If we had done this, this would have helped a lot.
1: Well, I think um, I will take the example as friends because I'm French and I have family that I'm calling me uh, calling me sometimes, and uh, just the fact to wear a mask. Uh, it's something that, uh, changed a lot, I guess. Uh, you, if you go to Asia, uh, before, before COVID, anyone who's sick wear a mask. Uh, it's, it's something in their, in their culture. Uh, they wear a mask, uh, if they have a sore throat, if they have runny nose, they will wear a mask when they go to school. My staff wear a mask when they're a bit sick, uh, they're coming to the restaurants. And that's that seems so normal at some point because they're going to serve food to customers. But I, let me tell you, in France uh, or in Europe, uh, when you're a bit sick, like most chefs are, uh, and they're still coming to work because we have to, they are not wearing any mask, uh, which is terrible yes, to yes, say. Yes, yes. But um, yeah, so my first advice is uh, wear a mask. I mean, there is stories I heard and now I see that every day we have uh, uh, a thousand cases uh, in France every day. Uh, new, it's just because people are not wearing masks. Yeah. And if yeah. you protect yourself, um, we, I had a huge ag- argument with my mom uh, um, two months ago when uh, the situation was, uh, let's say, stabilizing in France. And she said... Uh, Oh, you know, uh, I'm gonna stop to wear my mask. Uh, I'm not scared of the COVID and uh, blah blah blah. And I like, yeah, you are not scared, but if you have it, you will give it to five people. And uh, that's the that's the fact is. Uh, I think Europeans are, are not scared of COVID, but don't they, they don't realize they are a porter of the virus. Yeah. So they can give it to uh, their. Their grandparents who are seventy years old and will not gonna survive. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just a
0: matter of uh, wear a mask. I mean, as yeah, simple yeah. as that. T- do- totally <laughsAUDIO> agree. I think that's good <laughs> advice there. <laughs> and, and
1: even even for me is annoying. I mean, I, I wear one every day when I'm going to my restaurant. I remove it while I'm in the restaurant. I have it for five minutes, and that's it. It's just a simple simple thing to do. When you go to a public space, you wear a mask as simple as
0: that when you're close to other people exactly yeah yeah um question around like new like young people coming into the industry uh like what what advice would you give them into uh how to get into the space and 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 whether now is 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 a time to get into the space in the in the first in the first place
1: you mean uh, get into F&B? Yeah. Uh, well i think the, there is no uh good or or bad time, Uh, I mean, to be honest, depending on where you are too, uh, if uh, this young guy uh, is in Thailand, I think there is still opportunity right now uh, to work, but it's going to be, I mean, right now it's very tough for anyone to find a job. Uh, In any industry. (laughs) In any industry, so... I guess it's not the best timing for any industry right now, unless uh, you are working in e-commerce or, or <laughs> these kind of things. But, um, what advice I will give to, uh, uh, it's, I think, uh, right now we have a lot of young, young people that are seeing a lot of TV shows and, uh, about, uh, cooking and, uh, top chef and master chef and whatsoever and and they are I think I've seen a, a lot of uh these shows that are promoting the fine dining and um the 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 defined cuisine very uh very neat and very clean but I think that the future is not into fine dining uh i think the the customers are looking for casual food more and more they don't want to uh to spend three hours, uh, at dinner, uh, with, uh, white tablecloths, napkins, uh, and even though it's my background, because I worked essentially in fine dining, uh, before I moved to Asia, I realized that I rather have a restaurant with hundreds of people and, uh, with, uh, people who are laughing and then, uh, have some vibes in my restaurants than something to uh, too neat and, uh, too, uh, tidy. And uh, what I advise to uh, those young people who are coming into the industry is that usually they want to do, uh, you know, fine dining flowers and stuff. And so I will advise them to reconsider. And trust me, when you own uh, a restaurant that doing 150 uh, covers a day and, and everyone is uh, laughing and be uh, so happy about uh, coming to dine and uh, celebrating their birthday, and their brother's birthday, uh, this is kind of priceless and is, uh, something that I never experienced in, uh, in fine dining restaurants. Voilà. So yeah. That's my little piece of advice Love for it. casual.
0: Good, and delivery,
1: delivery-oriented delivery business as well.
0: Yes, yes. A, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I I've really, really enjoyed our chat, and uh, and I just want to finish off with some quick-fire questions. So, uh, yeah. ask you a, a question. This first thing that comes to your mind, um, and I've got four of them for you. So I'll start with the first one. What's your sure. favorite cuisine? Wow.
1: Okay. <laughs> if, if 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 the fourth question are about my favorite something that's gonna be very tough for me to reply uh, to answer. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm I'm a very uh, moody guy. Uh, means I wake up and I I don't know what I'm gonna do or what I'm gonna eat. I I I can enjoy as much as Thai food. But I had one hour before our recording actually. I had a lot of Thai food. And sometimes I'm not gonna eat Thai food for a month. So it's very hard for me to reply. <laughs> uh okay, let's say let's say uh right now I like I like uh tapas. Uh tapas, tapas. means yeah, this is my I don't know, it's been keeping like this for six months, but I don't like to do big meals. I like to have a lot of different things and uh with and small wine portions. Or, yeah, it's very small portion. I like uh, that's my style lately. I
0: like to do that. Like it, like it, um, eating or delivery. If you had to choose which one do you prefer? Eating. Eating. Uh, yeah. if you could only choose one of the three starter, main or dessert, which one would it be? Main. Cool. And the last one you're going to find difficult, I think. <laughs> La- last meal on earth.
1: Last meal on earth. What would it be? Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay um, last meal on hers okay Uh, okay I'm gonna put a a bit of uh, it's not a fire question sorry I'm I'm not very quick at it okay uh, family and a lot of friends uh, all my 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 friends uh, in uh, let's say Val d'Isère in a chalet with a nice fire and uh, raclette and fondue Last meal on hers, and after I can go die in the snow, yeah, that's uh, that that, I will do something (laughs) like this. Cheese, cheese, potato, and and friends.
0: That's the perfect combination cheese, potatoes, and friends. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: can only win that. Yeah.
0: Listen, uh, Jake, I really, really enjoyed our chat. I think there was some really insightful uh, pieces of information you, you, you shared with us there. Um, thank you for taking the time. Uh, I uh, I know you're very busy opening uh, uh, some more restaurants in this in pandemic being even more impressive. So good luck with it all. And, and thank you very much for being on the podcast.
1: My pleasure, Chris. That was great.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you want even more insights and tips, you can head over to Tenzo's blog linked in the description or follow at Tenzo Inc on Twitter and LinkedIn and Tenzo PPL on Instagram. Hope you have a great day.